funky night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby's roar! the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. The good old hockey game is the best game you can name. Uh, here we go. Vegas Hockey Hotline. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. A lot of cool things in play now. We got the VGK Game Day giveaway. We got the Raiders Game Day giveaway. Our friends at Terribles. John Smith subs. Today's a Tuesday, 9701 West Flamingo. Buy one, get one free. How do you beat that? You don't. You don't. And the fries. I might go over there. Oasis, 49.55 South Decatur. You watch all the hockey games there. The Monday Night Maniacs, the great gaming promotions. The Adam Cutner Power Plays back on the beam. Got a lot of cool things, man. Hockey's back. All you do is win around here. You have a chance to win. Well, I'm not guaranteeing anything. You, okay. You got, a, you got a shot at tickets. You got a well, shot at, at $1,000. Well, wait, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. First of all, you got to be the lucky person. I mean, then they get a score on a power play. Okay, you don't have a shot at that. No, I mean, you have a shot. You have a shot. <laughs> the power play's better this year, it looks like. It does. Yeah, well, who's going to be on it? Oh, that's a good, you know, we're running out of people. Anyway, you're right, though. You get a sandwich for free today. For cry though, at the worst. So, so you're going. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a good idea. I'm on my way, Larry. Give me, uh, give me about 50 minutes. Well played. All right. We got a great guest. He's the, the man for us, right? We love him. Before we get to the man, the news of the day. So we know Pat's ready. Mm-hmm. Then you have the stone thing. You're seeing doctors. You know, he's seeing doctors. Well, wait a minute. That was Thursday. Correct. So he's seeing... Like, this, different guys? I mean, the same guys? Swelling goes down, whatever. Does it, He doesn't. Here's the good news. I mean, that to me was like, eat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Surgery. Yep. DeBoer says the indications we're getting, no surgery. Right. And he's somewhere between day to day and week to week. Can we just get a direct answer? Well, I mean, I get it if you, they really don't know. Okay, well, then just say out indefinitely. He's he's going to miss tomorrow and week to week after that. Uh, so he's going to miss more than one game. We don't know how long right now. I was I was big time worried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this could have been worse. Oh, he could have been out for the year, Brian. Oh, it, I, it was one of know? those things. Like, I don't know. All right, let's let's get him in here because we got him. We know where he is today. Where is we he? don't know where well, he's home. Okay, but he's got Seattle coming up. Mm-hmm. Going up there for opening. What are you doing? Oh, I'll just go up to Seattle's opening day. I don't know. He'd, he'd probably end up in Stockholm before you know. In a past life, he was himself. If opportunity knocks and he's not home, opportunity waits. He gave his father the talk. He is the most interesting man in hockey. From the 
fourthperiod.com, our pal Dennis Bernstein. Thank you, buddy. It's uh, always good to chat with you. How you doing? Doing great. I had a tough decision to make, though, uh, last week. Um, that with Dodgers? I, no, no. Rams? No. I'm going to Do- Actually, Seattle? I'm going to Dodgers tomorrow. Uh, Dodgers tomorrow. Okay. I forgot to tell you that. But um, on the 6th of November, uh, it's Breeders' Cup. Yeah, and I have actually two horses. Got Stormy and going to Vegas running. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't care what you're about to say. There, yeah. There's no decision. No, there is no, no, the decision's been made. You go into you go you go you go into the Breeders' Cup. I'll lose no, I'm going I'll lose to PBR World Finals. I'll it's lose all respect for you. What are you nuts? I, I, it, it, first of all, you're not you're not my accountant. You should see what the prices are for the tickets at the at the Breeders' Cup. So that 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 factor. I already bought the tickets in June for PBR. So you have two horses. Do you have any bulls? Um, no, I don't. Okay, I don't. But. But this is a, there was this, a, this was a family commitment, Steve. Yeah, and you guys are actually right on the face of it. But the purchase was made in June, right, for the tickets. I'm already in on it, and it's a family thing. And I just thought, you know, so you about, so, so you want to you want a thousand dollars for four minutes, right? So, so. you but you want to show up at the PBR watching the Breeders' Cup on TV? Go, that's my horse. No, but I, I won't because the, the PBR doesn't start till seven forty p.m. So the, the oh, so, so if the red the horse wins, you'll be drunk by the time the PBR starts. <laughs> yeah, I could take a helicopter from Belmar to, to Vegas, I guess. But that would be good. Me. That, that you should be, do, Dennis. That would be the topper for sure. That would be yeah. epic. The names of the two horses, Dennis, so we can root for you. God Stormy. Yeah. Uh, going going to Vegas and uh, God Stormy. Okay. So going to Vegas, I think is in the. Uh, I think going to Vegas is in the in the distaff mile, and then go uh, got Stormy's in the the mile, the Breeders' Cup mile. That's I mean, of all I mean the classics. Actually, it's a pretty loaded field this year, but the mile is usually yeah. one of. It's usually the for years and years and years. I would say one of the best sporting events of the year was the Breeders' Cup Agreed. Sprint, with fourteen horses. Yeah, you know, racing into the first turn, uh, all of them world class. You know, horses come from out of the clouds. Horses go get. It's, it's the best race of the year. It's, I don't know what the the sprinters. It seems like they're fewer. Yes. Quality sprinters now, and that sprint has kind of been whittled down to like an eight to nine horse field. Yeah, yeah. It used to be yep. fourteen. The it's mi- more like the derby. Yeah, the yeah. mile. Well, good luck to you because. I mean, yeah, no, that, well, no, I'm rooting for last it. Last year, right? No. Authentic was my guy. He, he's. Like, I know. I want to go visit him in Kentucky. That, that's what I really want to do at some point. Go visit him. He's in. He's in stud at uh, Spencer Farm. I'd love to go see him and visit with him. That's a good can... life. Well, that world. I'm just telling you, that Breeders' Cup Mile. <laughs> if, you, if you, you know, you win that, you've done something because the best of Europe are going to be here. A- Amen. For sure. Uh, and you know, just make sure the carrots in the palm of your hand are the mint. No, you know. We don't. Yes. We don't want you, you know, coming up a pinky shy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm smart. I've been around horses. All right. So, so you guys want, uh, you want Jack Eichel on the power play? I, I'm all ears, man. You, you go. They're still talking. They're, they're still uh, of talking. Course, of course, they are. They, they've, Vegas. They'll, they'll end up with forty million dollars on LTIR. <laughs> of course they Why are. Not? Hey, it worked for Tampa Bay, right? 
I know. Well, no, I mean, okay, so Friedman, or Hockey Night in Canada, Merrick Friedman, Saturday night, said the discussion with Vegas is revolving around, and believe me, starting point, revolving around Krebs and Hake. That's what they reported. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm Buffalo, <laughs> I start talking about Prasan. Yeah. Or or talk. Well, I, I think... Oh, well, let me tell you something, Dennis. The sticking point is Krebs. I mean, I mm-hmm. would think Tug's, Tuck probably is involved in it. Mm-hmm. I think Tuck's a no-brainer. He's got roots back there. And if Eichel's coming here, you got to shed $10 million somewhere. Now, albeit yeah. he's going to be, you know, the LTIR thing. But at some point for this to work, Buffalo is not retaining any salary. So, you know, I'm not saying it's t- Tuck and Smith. You're not gutting your team. But I would think – I think you could be seeing a, a Tuck, Tuck, Haig, Krebs, and mm-hmm. a first, and yeah. Buffalo may do it. I, I don't know whether Vegas would or wouldn't, but – I mean, but the, they said specific – Haig was interesting. Because I was the one said White Cloud would be if I was Buffalo, I'd be targeting mm-hmm. a guy like White Cloud. But I I like Hague. I think Hague's getting better Hague's every day. Higher. Hague's a better player. It's a better defenseman, without question. Well, and, got and more a, potential and, and an upside. He's he's just he's yeah. he's learning every day. Hundred percent. And he's big too, right? He's what six five, six six. So no, that that would be the guy I target. Well, I mean, you talk about the left side. Of, if they did that, the left side of that defense. For the foreseeable future, Darlene, Power, yep. and Hague on the left side. Set. That works. Yep. I've been I've been really impressed with with, with Hague, especially this year. Look, looks way better on, on the power play, Dennis. And when we yeah. first saw, when we first saw him here, he could not skate, and now he skates mm-hmm. effortlessly. He has really worked hard on that, and it's paying off. Yeah, there was a lot of raw potential there, right? And now he's just getting acclimated to NHL play, the speed of the game. Yeah, I liked the player a lot. Liked him when he came in. He has a connection to the fourth period. I mean, he's one of Tate Paniota's guys from uh, from Toronto. But uh, yeah, he is going to. Um, yeah, that that if, again, if I'm Buffalo, I'm looking at that guy, and that that would be the guy on target. But yes, he's improved, Moss. But it's also a confidence thing, right? You play in this league long enough, you go through one postseason, and you come to this season just more prepared to play. And yeah, I like that player a lot. Out of curiosity, you brought it up, so we started there. And you have, okay, Vegas, they're talking. So are four other teams, and yeah. the four other teams by me. I think the Rangers were always were the front runner, probably on the burner now, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I would yeah. say Anaheim, Calgary, mm-hmm. Minnesota, mm-hmm. and yeah. your LA Kings. What what are you hearing there? Well, look, Anaheim, it would be um it would be uh, Drysdale and uh, Trevor Zegers. And when I watched Drysdale pot that game winner in Calgary last night, I'm thinking, mm, maybe I don't want to accelerate the rebuild, right? Maybe that's not the move I make. The yeah. interesting team for me, BB, is, um, is Minnesota 
Because they literally could do it. I'll, I'll give you a, a perspective deal, right? Like you gave me for Vegas. Well, Boldy and like Rossi. Eric, yeah, and then Erickson, Erickson Eck and Fiala are making $10 million combined. There's your money. So I think that that four for one, if you, or if you want to put dump it in the deal and take out one of the forwards that are making five, that would make the money work as well. If you're so Minnesota, to, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I mean, I'm being greedy. But if you're Minnesota, you yeah. you wouldn't give up Boldy and Rossi, right? You'd give up yeah, one well, of the. You might have they to. have a they have a Russian kid that's a stud too, prospect. Yeah, well, look, I know you don't want to, but then here's the flip side of that: Jack Eichel and Kirill Kaprizov. That 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 trumps Boldy and Rossi to me in any book, and that's that's the potential there. I'm not like so. Like we did a video for the fourth period; you can check it out. We talked about Jack in in, in length about that. Like I think from an asset standpoint. Minnesota can easily do it. I'm not sure the want is there. I'm not sure they want to, to, to break up a team that, you know, can make some noise. But, again, I think that they're better. I mean, right now, Fiala's on the, on the third line, making $5 million a year. That shows they have really good depth. But for me, I, 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 that's the team that I think when you look at all this stuff, now, look, they have to overcome that massive buyout in the next two seasons. But I think that from an asset standpoint, to me, that deal makes a lot of sense. It's one I think Buffalo would pull the trigger on because you have definitively two NHL players and two players who are, and they're relatively young, and two prospects that you assume are going to be in the league. So to me, that would be the one. The question is, Billy Garen's taking a lot of risks. He went to the wall for Kaprizov. Would he do it again for a Jack Eichel trade? I'm not sure. He's aggressive. Again, that would be a dynamic deal. He's yeah. aggressive. Now, let me ask you this. To his credit, Kevin Adams... I mean, I, you know, it's all talk. It's all mm-hmm. smoke from the outside. Right. Okay. He, he doesn't care. You know, oh, Buffalo's doing this and this, whatever. Right. It is, it is what it is. It's a CBA thing. Okay. He's not giving this guy away. He has proven the point. He's yeah, not. He's dug his heel in. He has right. dug in his heel in. He's proven the point. He's not giving him away. It was four, at least four assets. Right. And oh, it's unreasonable. And then reports are, oh, well, the price is coming down. Like the hell it is. And I'll tell you, Kucherov's out now. And yeah. the fact, this is the, the one rub of this whole doggone thing, Dennis, is all of a sudden this thing's percolating again because teams now have his medical records. So mm-hmm. clearly the teams that are talking are willing to let him have the disc replacement surgery. So my mm-hmm. question to you is... Has the price now, is it what it's always been? In a weird way, is mm-hmm. he even trying to drive it even higher? Is he getting a bidding war going? Well, why would you wait this long, BB, to lower the price? If you've taken it this far and you've dug your heels in this deep, why at this point, and you know teams are being willing to take them on and do the surgery, why at this point are you going to do that? The worst case scenario is you put them in L- on IL- I- ITL, um, LTIR, and if you don't like him doing the surgery and he's on the team, you suspend him, right? And you have to. So to me, I don't see the price going down. Maybe it goes up, maybe, but I, I can't see it because that, there's that chemistry issue, there's that personality issue. Uh, I think we're status quo with respect to the ask. And now to take it this long, like if he did it like two months ago and three months ago and said, look, I'm done with the headache, I just want to move this player, maybe I'm taking a little bit of less. But at this point, at this juncture, I don't see why you would come off your asking price. So you started with Vegas is talking to them. How mm-hmm. about the Stone Patch already injuries impacting 
if this thing were actually close, say, that they're really, really in heated discussions. Does Pacioretty and Stone send Vegas into the night here? Um, no, I don't think so, because I don't think either one of them are seasoning injuries. I think that that's what you're looking at. Look, you have a situation now, and this is to the depth. Well, no, but, but, my, point, but my point yeah. is what you're trading with those guys out and then you, you, mm-hmm. the, some of the pieces that are going to yeah. go there, I mean, mm-hmm. you're waiting a long time uh, to have a, a boatload of guys who are going to win you a lot of hockey yeah. games. Yeah. You, well, th- you think they'll still that, win without those guys? I- I've watched the rest of the division play. Hello. I've watched Seattle play. I've watched Anaheim play. I've watched Vancouver play. I've watched Calgary play. I've watched L.A. play. I wouldn't be sweating it, to be totally honest with you. If your defense is still there and Robin Leonard does decently – Right, better than eight eight seven save percentage. Right in his first two games. Yeah, I think that you just bought that because BB doesn't matter where you finish. You got to finish in the top. Are you telling me even without those guys, you wouldn't finish in the top eight? Like who cares? Like you know, three years. Oh, well, we I'm had with a full you. Season, hey, when we had a full, the last time we had a full season, did Vegas win the division? No, they came in third. So to me, I don't think it matters. Last year, Tampa Bay won it all. They were third in their division. Hey, it doesn't Tim, matter. Tampa Bay, it, Tampa Bay won it all. And Montreal in a normal year wouldn't even have made the playoffs and made the final. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that Pacioretty and Stone status, unless it was season ending, would ha- affect Jack. I, I think if you want to make the deal, you make the deal. Look, I, you know, I, I know Chandler, Ste- look, Chandler Stevenson's done fine. Like he's playing 19 minutes a night. He's got two goals in an apple in his first two games. The guy hasn't done anything wrong. But, again, like if you had him at the 3C, like that's a championship team. I'm like, Nolan Patrick, who knows? Like, I don't know. I really don't know, right? So I, I think that – I think you set aside the injuries to your two best wingers and you say, okay, like we're going to make the playoffs even with these guys. And if we have to wait for two months for Jack, I think we're in a position to do it. I think the team's strong enough. I think the coach is strong enough. So, 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 I, I, so I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be concerned about that. So would your best guess be then? You're talking two high-end prospects, an NHL player – because money's got to go back, and a first likely you know, got to be two NHL players. Because unless that one NHL player is making ten mil or eight mil, which I don't see that happening, it's got to be two guys making five or six or four and six or something like that. So I think that's that's where Tuck enters the conversation, right? Well, because Tuck is making some yeah, money. Well, Tuck yeah. Tuck has terms. Smith does not. Yeah. Yeah, well, Tuck's making five, so they're five seven. He's four seven five his cap hit, right? So you got to find a way to, to have another five. If if the truth is, and who knows, BB, like maybe they will retain some money. If it was eight versus ten, then they have to retain two. Maybe they retain two. Well, if they depends re- on the quality coming back. Well, if they well, okay, if they retain money, then the price goes through the roof even more. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Well, well, hey, well, we're, we're okay. We'll retain some money, but you're giving us another one. I mean, honestly, I mean, that, and that's the, how they're going to play the game. Absolutely, sure. And again, I, I just think you're taking it this long. I think you just dig in and say, okay, like we're just we're here's here's our need, and if you you know the phone lines are open, if you well, want to meet it, let's do it. And, and the to, the last thing, Stevie, dive in here. But the last thing on, on the Buffalo side of this. I still find it like ridiculously comical. Anybody that wants to, just because it exists, they say, well, Buffalo's got to do this because there's no move clause kicks in. This guy ain't going to see the light of day there. 
he'll go anywhere. I mean, don't, don't be worried about his leverage right now. You hold all the cards, and you're only getting one kick at this because if this guy goes off and he's healthy and he and he terrorizes the league for a decade, you better get a half a team back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think they'll get they'll get they'll they'll get better than what they got for Ryan O'Reilly, right? So the, here's the thing: the the bar is set so low from that trade <laughs> that you know, and I granted. Jack's, you know, 24 years old, and he could be an old-world player. And when he's great, he's a top-five center in the league. And he made, you know, the winger, you know, uh, he, gave, he made the winger $72 million. Right? He's never going to get 40 again. So you look at all the positive things. So, yeah, I just think that, you know, look, I think Buffalo's in a good spot right now. And no movement clause, that kicks in at the end of the season. We would have to go another, what, six, eight months for that to, to, that, for that to trigger. So I don't see that as a factor at this point in time. I think at some point along the path here, the deal is going to be done. Dennis, I'm sure you've researched this. What, in your opinion, are the odds of him having the disc replacement surgery and being as good as he ever was? Uh, I think very good. You think Jack's going to have that surgery thinking he's not going to be the player? Well, no, I know what Jack thinks, but I'm again, Jack's not a doctor. No, no the, the, the big risk with this... All right. I don't believe, no matter how it shakes out, is like he's going to become a third line center. You know what I mean? Right. No. The, the 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 fear for him is if he gets the fusion surgery, likely six, seven, eight years from now, it shortens his career, and he may need another fusion surgery. No matter mm-hmm. they do the disc replacement, it works. Get on with your life. It doesn't work. You do the fusion surgery. The bottom line is, in the foreseeable future, Jack Eichel's sitting on five. He's going to he's going to earn every penny of the ten million a year in the not too distant future. This is yeah, a down the, the road uh, problem. Is what's holding this up. The other thing is 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 that like how much does his injury affect his? Is it a pain threshold thing? It's not like he can't skate. He can't shoot. Right, if it's a pain threshold thing and it gets fixed and he's playing pain free, why can't he return to the level he once was? That that's the key question. Nobody really seems to answer. So to BB, uh, to Stevie, to your to your question, like I, if it's a pain thing and he can't play through that pain and this fixes it, then yeah, of course he should be the same player. Now, granted, he hasn't played in a long time and he have to get in condition, but if it's not affecting his hockey skill. And he alleviates the pain and get back on the ice and skate pain free. Then yeah, he should be the thirty-five, forty, you know, thirty-five, forty assist guy that he was in the past. Then if if he's ninety percent, he's a point and a half a game player. Yeah, he, the Vegas Golden Knights can win the cup with Jack Eichel at center. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I, I just I just keep hearing if I if I'm the GM and if he's ninety percent if he gets back to what he was if 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 yeah. I'm giving up a lot for an if yeah, that that's what that scares me if I'm a GM yeah, I, get I gotta it. tell you the Krebs is if too okay I no, mean, no 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 that get rid of Krebs God whatever I got to give up to get him it's going to be something it's going to be significant and then I got to pay him 10 million and I keep hearing if that's if I'm a general manager of any team that scares me some yeah but that's a concern um, okay I mean then I the only thing I'll say to you and your passion but you you sound like a fan 
No, no, I mean, you sound like a fan. You want everything and give up nothing. I mean, if you're going to... I mean, Dennis, there's nothing wrong with both teams winning a trade. I'm fine with that. Correct. This, this, guy, this guy's injured. If, if, if this was... if I, I've said it before. If for some reason Edmonton loses their mind and wants to trade McDavid, I, I, got, I, I would give up you know, four, what, four assets, five assets to bring McDavid in. He's not injured. But, I, I'm concerned but, about... You know, Eichel being able to be what he once was again. But but Stevie, there's never been a conversation. This is a career-ending injury. Never. Okay. Like this is this is something like you got to remember that it's a herniated disc in the neck, right? So you've, it's how it's the treatment of it that's been the, the point of contention. You, you go back, Google it, and see that nobody has ever said this is career-ending for Jack Eichel. No one. So so I think you, I, I get there's always risk attached, and there would be. If he's not the same guy, but I, I've not seen or heard that from anyone. So it's a matter of, of procedure, and it's a situation where clearly the organization and the player is not are not on the same page. So if it wasn't this, it might be something else. So to me, I, I would have less a concern than I would if somebody had come out and say, "Hey, look, you know what? If Jack doesn't get this fixed, he's never going to play again." I, I've never heard that. All right. So 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 if you're the general manager of any team and you have a need for Eichel. Dennis, you, you would be fully willing to give up you know, four good assets to bring him in. You have no problem with that. All right, let, me, let me put it to you this way, Stevie. Like The second night in L.A., they drew 12,000 people on Saturday night. Now, granted, I think the Dodgers were playing or whatever, and you know, like, they need a star. In Los Angeles. If I was Rob Blake, and, and I know they signed Deneau for $5.5 million. They don't have a ton of cap space. Would I trade for him? Absolutely. He's a star player. And, and all the deals that you mentioned that we talked about, he's the best player in every single deal that we talked about. You trade for you, – you, the one risk on the other side, Stevie, is you don't want to be the guy who trades the best player in the trade because you usually lose. Yeah. Right? So that, that's the other side of it. If I was the Kings, I would find a way to make that deal happen. I would move around money, whatever it took to make that happen. Yes, I'm a big fan of Eichel. I would have him do the surgery, wait two months, because they say if he does the surgery, the disc replacement, that's six to eight weeks. I'd wait two months, I'd have a star player on my team, and I'd go forward from there. So, so if, if it sounds like also if you're the Knights, even with these injuries, because they're not season enders, that, that, that you would give up you know, four or five really good assets to bring him in, no matter you know, how long they're without Patch Ready or Stone right now in, in, in the shorter term, he'll make a difference. What's the MO of the organization? Do they trade away players? Do they trade away prospects? Do they trade away Nick Suzuki to bring in Stone or Patch Ready? Yeah, no, they no. do. I, so I understand, I understand this organization does that. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted your opinion on you, if you would do it if you were the okay, general yeah, manager here. Because, you, you know why they yeah, do it, Dennis? Okay, I'll tell you why. Okay, you know why they do it? You can agree or disagree, but they do it because they want to win the whole damn thing, Right. Uh, we get somebody, everyone loves Vegas. Vegas is the spot uh, tweeted in. Said Pierre Lacroix w- w- you know, wasn't scared when he traded for Wah. You know, I mean, you got to give up something to get something. you got to swing for the fences. And there's risk in every because- trade. There's risk in every trade. Did, I mean, did I do the right evaluation on these guys? Am I doing my due diligence? Is this guy going to get his money, be fat and happy, and run for the bus and float most of his con- year, most of his contract until the contract year? I mean, th- there's risk in every trade. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the thing. All right. When they get eliminated in the second round again because they didn't score in the postseason, then then what do you do? That's it. Right? That that that's the issue. That's that, that that's the flatal flaw with this team. Is that not good enough offensively in the, in the postseason? Now, if you did make the trade for Jack and you didn't score in the postseason, then you got to look at the coach, right? Because you can't keep layering on additional. Great players, like you did with Stone, like you did with Patches, who's a 30-goal guy, like you did with Petrangelo, and, and not continue to win, right? So if you made this final trade and you didn't win at all or got to the final and beat, you know, let's say they lost to Tampa or Florida or a really talented team that has as much as talent as Vegas, then yeah. But well, then, that, that's the downside of this. Like, you do you lose... think this team, even with a healthy no. Stone and Patches, are going to here's, win a title? That's exactly. No, and tell me why. They're, they're, here's the point. Everybody asked, were they better this year? I said, I don't know. They're different. But what what it was is really good, but it's not good enough. And now you watch these guys, and they're top-heavy. You're not getting that kind of production out of the third and fourth line you had been getting for four years. So if you're top-heavy, you better be really good top-heavy. Yeah, and and well, look, if they didn't make this trade and talk comes back in, he's on the third line. You know, the question mark is Nolan Patrick. Krebs, is he ready? So, yeah, it's not as veteran a bottom six, right? But there's only one team that constructed a, a, a middle six that won a championship, and that was Tampa. Like, you know, those guys are legends. Those guys can go down to legends as, like, one of the best third lines ever in the postseason. That, that's like Haley's Comet, though. So, to me, it's like your big – like, and, you, Brian, you could say, like, oh, yeah, the bottom six, and Tampa did it, and – if your top six guys don't score in a playoff, you're losing. It's as simple as that. It's not on Keegan Colasaw or Peyton Krebs or Nolan Patrick. It's on the Carlson line. It's on and, Patches. It's and, on and, Stone and, and listen, Chandler. And uh, let's cut me brutally honest and cut to the chase. The top six is really good. But history has a funny way of repeating itself in this league. And how many years have we seen as a collective this group start squeezing their stick, and the goals don't mm-hmm. come, right? Yeah. I mean, so you're dealing with the same thing and likely the same result. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. You tell me if I'm wrong. No. I, what's changed about this team? Where are they going to be better? Like, is Nolan Patrick going to emerge this season? That's the only way I see it. If Nolan Patrick does – I'll give you a, a, a comparable. If Nolan Patrick does a Kirby Doc, and let's say he needs a half a season to break in, the second half of the season he blows up – you move Chandler Stevenson down to the third line. He goes up to the top line. He actualizes, you know, being uh, the, the second overall pick that he was a couple of years ago. That's the only way I see it. Because when you ask people, look, if Vegas doesn't win, why aren't they going to win? It's not – and it might be because of the goaltending. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the guy. If they say goaltending, they don't say defense. What do they say? Can't score in the playoffs. Simple as that. So there's a lot of pressure on these guys. And it is, it's the top six guys. They have to come through – they will have to not repeat history to go deep at this point. So, out of curiosity, and you started all this, and I'm glad you did. It's a fun discussion. But what's the realistic time frame here? I mean, when does this get done? I mean, are we talking blink of an eye stuff? Or is this dragging on for weeks on end? Because you know this guy, you know, more than anything, wants, and I would, you know, he wants to play in the Olympics. Yeah, well. Well, okay. I mean, he doesn't have the cards. He's not holding the cards. No. No, he doesn't make that call. 
right? And if he's, he's got to be healthy, he's got to play for he's got to play for money first. Um, well, I'll give you an example. Let's say Vegas starts three and seven. <laughs> you think that expedites things? I do. It, it depends on the teams that are in the mix, right? Well, the Steve. Rangers are starting. The like, Rangers look really good last night. Look. They didn't look really good. Their goaltender looked really good last night. So I don't think it's going to be the Rangers because they extended and they extended Mika. So I don't I don't see that. It could be Ryan Strong going back, but he's a vital part of that team, right? So I I, I think it's the one team that we talked about, and you could talk about Minnesota maybe being a contender, but with clear cut Vegas is a contender. If they store off poorly, you want to shock the system. It's a pretty damn big shock. So I I think you would look at and that would be game ten. So that would be one, like. Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. I, I think these teams need 10 or 15 games to figure out what they really have this season, and then you 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 do for that. So could it be eminent? I don't think so because you don't hear a lot of chatter. I think you get the game 10 or 15 of a team like this that's underachieving and it's offensively. They say just screw it. Let, let's let's just shoot the moon and go for it. All right. So we get the Kane suspension, 21 games. Kucherov. Stevie even got some texts and calls from. Some people, but Kucherov out could even drive the Eichel price up. I, the teams think maybe they have a window. I, I don't know necessarily uh, you extend out like that. Um, other mm-hmm. developments. Seeing this one, Quinn Hughes. Uh, Quinn Hughes may not play tonight. What's wrong with him? He's injured. I don't know exactly what's wrong with him. but Yeah. Um, yeah. How about the COVID thing? I mean, McKinnon. Stevie, what was that? You you were all over the map on that thing. Yeah, so last night, or yesterday afternoon, uh, Colorado reporters are telling me he's definitely out on Twitter. And then and then he tests negative last night, apparently. Yeah. Hops on a plane. He's in D.C. And if he uh, tests negative again this afternoon, I guess he's in, yeah. Dennis, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what's going to happen. So it's all day to day. We don't, Look, this is going to be with us all season, right? And the one thing we don't want is – a Dallas that happened at the beginning of last season, or Vancouver, what happened to them in season, which I just don't think they will because the large majority of players are vaccinated and they don't get really ill. And I know Brett Sutter is dealing with long COVID in Vancouver, which is really unfortunate. But this is a situation like, I don't want to say it's like, it's wrong for me to say it's like any other injury, but you're going to have guys pop up who are going to miss games because they test positive for COVID. And they're going to have to come at, go into protocol, come out, and start playing. And I think that's going to be with us the entire time. But, you know, if you want something positive, I'll give you something positive. British Columbia, they're getting rid of capacity limits in B.C. starting on October 25th. So the Canucks, they go to 100% capacity within the next week. So that's a positive thing. So, yeah, we're going to have to roll with the punches here. COVID hasn't left us yet. Um, It's getting better, I think, day by day. I really do believe that. Um, But it's going to be a situation where your favorite player or favorite team might be missing a player or two as we go through the season. What have you heard about uh, Kucherov, Dennis? How, how long is it, are we looking at here? Uh, long, like months. That, that's what I've heard. Like wow. this is a long-term injury. Um, and, of course, people are going to start chirping about LTIR and they're bending the rules again. But that, that, like you saw him go down. You saw him hold his knee last night. Yeah. Um, our buddy Eric Erlinson in, in Tampa saying you know, that this is, this is a serious injury. So this is not – this is not week to week. I would assume this is a couple of months at least, and depending on what happens when the swelling goes down in his knee, it's it's a serious injury for one of the best players in the league. Yeah. All right. I'm not saying. I mean, here they. I mean, they. To me, they bought more time with what they said about Stone. You know, I'm not saying they're not being forthcoming, but 
Pacioretty, okay, they said he's got a fracture. Okay, we know he's out. Mm -hmm. Then you get the stone thing. He's seeing doctors again. That was yesterday. Okay, well, clearly that's a second opinion. Or they they know what the problem is. It's what's the plan of attack. Is it surgery? Now, DeBoer says it won't require surgery. All right, that's a pretty matter-of-fact statement. But when you go somewhere between day-to-day and week-to-week, Again, I get it. You know they they're protecting these guys and they do this stuff. Did they just buy more time and then day to day, week to week, in ten days? Yeah, no, it's it's really bad. He's out a long time, or do you think he's out? You know, a couple of weeks, Dennis. I mean, and what and what the hell is it? I mean, could have been a knee, could have been a sports hernia, could have been a groin, could have been an oblique. I you know, yeah, we're I all think guessing. it's a leg injury. Yeah, I think it's a leg injury because I, I, it was, I saw him leave the building in L.A. and he was like on a car. They had to cart him to the bus. Like he was on one of those big standing carts that, that some they drove him to the bus, and he hopped on the bus and it took a, a bit of time to get on the bus. So that's like when I'm the visual wasn't great. Um, I think it's a lower body injury. I don't think it's a hernia or anything like that. I just think that he wasn't putting any weight on, on one of the legs. So it's either, you know. All a, his weight was on his right knee. knee. All of his weight yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said it might have locked up on him. It's happened before. So I think it's a situation where his knee locked up on him. Um, well, what, is that, what does that mean? I mean, what does it mean? The knee lock. You haven't had your knee lock up on you? Yeah. No. Can't it, move it. It, it, it feels like bone on bone in there. When, yeah. When it yeah. Locks. So I, I think. Well, I that think sounds that, that sounds like pretty ominous. That like, well, and he gets carted off. We just talk, no, but cream, I mean, talk about it. Talk about it. Na- right? Four thing. to six weeks. Right. So I, we're looking at weeks here. But that sounds like a nagging yeah. thing. The locking up thing, like that could happen. Well, let's any day of the week. That, but I, I just think that it's not a day to day thing, right? And uh, I don't know. Has he? I don't think he's been placed on IR. So, what do you do? I mean, I think you just sit and wait. You got to be. You got to be patient to see what it, what it, what the doctors say. And yeah, you're right. If he's going to another doctor, that's fine. It's second opinion. He's got that right. You know, we don't. We're not entitled to this information, right? I mean, right. I get it. they want to be cautious about it. That's fine. I get it. 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 But it's not. It's not a situation where he's playing. In, you know, after two games. He's going to be playing. Well, I, I guess yeah, I'm being Oliver Stone here. I'm just asking: okay. did, did they buy more time? You know, when, when they said he was day to day with further evaluation, that sounded pretty damn ominous to me. Day to day, somewhere between day to day, week to week. Did they just buy? Mm-hmm. Did they just buy time to not have to say what the what the issue is? Uh. At, at some point, you're going to know, right? So I, I don't know, like, buying time not to report something. I don't think so. I just think that they don't know at this point, right? I mean, I think that's a situation where, like, it's not a day-to-day thing, right? And they want another doctor to look at it to get a second opinion. And then there'll be a course on, on how to rehab the injury. It's as simple as that. So I, I don't think – I think they've just not made a decision yet. What have you seen – Around the league, that's caught your eye here. First handful of games, who looks good? Who and I know it's early, but I mean, what, what are the the things that caught your eye? Uh, Montreal better start winning some games. Yeah, because I mean, I, I said they weren't going to make the postseason, and that's one of the few predictions I make that seems to be coming true. So at this point, I think to me that that's 
that's an eye opener. And look, I get it. The Islanders they want to open up a building thirteen on the road, and but you know they gave eleven goals in two games. I, I get it. If they're going to go on the road and lose games 3-2-2-1, I get it. They have not looked good at all. Well, play, so you, me, that, well you, know, you know these guys. Playoff hockey and regular season hockey is a different animal. Yeah, but you got to win some games. they got 13 in a row on the road. you got to go 6-7 and seven or 7-6 seven and six or 6-6-1. Six, six and one. You can't come back 4-9. Oh, how many teams play themselves right? out of it in October? It happens. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that, that to me that's – that's that's one team, and to me, the one team that, and they, they were like a sleeper pick, and I never got it. And out of the box, they're own two, is Winnipeg. Like I, I don't, I, I didn't get like some people saying they could go to the Cup final. I'm, I just don't think they're deep enough. Um, and the other thing is that the, the plan in Arizona is going perfectly. Right, they have a minus ten goal differential through three games. Last night it was two-two at home against St. Louis. Wound up being seven to three. Like this is a very bad team that's on track to get the first overall pick. And I gotta think if you're talking about staying in the West, BB, I think you're talking about coaches on the hot seat. With all the additions they made in Chicago, they come out of the box oh two and one. I think they play the Islanders tonight. They lose again. I gotta think Jeremy Cotillion's on the hot seat here because they made a lot of additions, a lot of high-priced additions, and it hasn't paid off yet. Is it chemistry there, Dennis? Do you no, think guys need to get used to playing with one another? No, they got to get that? all these guys new wristwatches because not one of them knows when the game starts. Um, they haven't played a home game yet. Um, I'm not a big fan of the coach. I, I, I think we're, we're seeing that even with more talent, he's not getting results that are necessary. So I think that uh, if I had to handicap it right now, I think the first coaching change would be in Chicago unless they turn it around. I think there's certainly enough talent. Look, JT didn't play for an entire year. So is he getting acclimated to his teammates, to the game? I guess. But to me, there's certainly enough talent on that team. And you pay Seth Jones $9 million a year, he better be start earning it. So to me, that's the concern. And again, they haven't been good defensively. Like 13 goals in three games, they got – uh, Flower got routed in Pittsburgh going back to Pittsburgh. So to me, I think that's the one team I look at. So I, I want to see, like, Montreal, I wanted a better response from Montreal their first home game, and they really didn't show much. Same thing with Chicago. They, they did get a point in the, one of their first three games. I want to see their response um, coming off that bad Pittsburgh loss um, tonight against the Islanders at home. Who do you think they would bring in, Dennis, if, if they get rid of Colleton? I don't know. They might move a guy down the bench. I, I, it's too early to talk about any you know, candidates. Okay. I don't think John Tortorella wants to come back and coach at this point in time. He's on ESPN. So um, it would be hard to say. I think you would just elevate a coach interim-wise. Uh, I don't think you have anybody in mind. Although I think even coming in, I think he was on the hot seat anyway. Uh, I, I just think at that point you would just move an assistant in and then start your search after that. Okay. So when you, you're doing the Seattle thing, huh? Yeah, we're flying out front. We're doing Sirius XM from 3 to 6 Eastern um, with Steve Kouias Friday afternoon. And then I'm jumping on a plane around 9 o'clock, um, landing in Seattle. And we're going to do our hot stove show from Seattle on Saturday morning. And we'll be there for the first opening home game of the Seattle Kraken. It should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be great. The place is going to be sell. I hear the arena is something else. It's beautiful. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We were in Vegas for the for the first game. Now we're going to be in Seattle for their home opener. You're a christener. Oh, there you go. That's what I am. <laughs> like like Lovey on the... I'm an event junkie. That's what I am. <laughs> Tell them about the fourth period. What, uh, what kind of cool stuff are you working on? Fourthbeard.com. News, rumors, views. We just put up our, our first market rumblings video. You can check that out on Twitter. Uh, I do Kings of the Podcast, basically an L.A.-based podcast with my buddy John Hoven. 
And then the hot stove, as you mentioned, on uh, 8 to 10 Pacific AM every Saturday. And I'm an occasional oh. co-host with Steve Coolius on um, uh, the Power Play from uh, noon to 3 p.m. Pacific, usually on Fridays, but sometimes other times during the week. Buddy, it's just on to me. So you're going to be here on November 6th. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Please come with me. Uh, we're going over to Treasure Island, and we're going to be watching the Breeders' Cup, and Tony Neville's going to roll out the red carpet for us. We'll get a booth over there. We'll watch the races, and then you can go to the rodeo. Sounds beautiful. Let's do it. Oh, beautiful. That's all. I wasn't even, wasn't even thinking. You're going to be here. Come, we'll go watch the yep. Breeders' Cup and root your horses home. Sounds great. Buddy, thank you for doing this. BB Stevie, always appreciate being on Vegas Hockey Hotline. Thanks for the He's time. He's our pal. Thanks, Dennis. The one, the only, Dennis Bernstein. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Follow Dennis at Dennis TFP. TC's coming up next. We'll do it again tomorrow, folks.